Anyway, Niall, it's Garden Bird Survey. Aina was reminding me earlier, time of year. That's right. So today, the 27th of November, it's the kickoff of the Irish Garden Bird Survey. Would you believe it's the 35th consecutive year that we've done this? It's Broadwatch Ireland's biggest citizen science survey, which is really mobilising Mooney Goes Wild listeners and people all across the country, uh, amateurs at home, to keep track of the different birds, send that data back to us. And when you get thousands of people doing this every year for 35 years, you can tell an awful lot about uh, how our birds are doing. Because over that time frame, we see winners and losers, we see the impacts of climate change, uh, we see how they're responding to food availability, to weather events, all of these things. Uh, and it's also a lot of fun to do. Uh, so it's been, been really, really brilliant uh, to see the data over the last few years and to see how many people each year are coming on and giving it a go. We got a real boost during during COVID when people were I'll bet it did yeah. absolutely people turned to, 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 to nature saw it in the guards and that's continued I'm delighted to say people are really taking part like never before the survey itself it runs for, for 13 weeks uh, so you have plenty of time to get involved and what we ask people to do is to keep track of the different species of bird that come into their garden um, each week but also the highest number of each species that they see at any one time and to do that on a weekly basis that's all very interesting but I mean if you have a robin you're not going to get six robins unless there's something weird so I mean you know it's only the flocking birds that you're going to get numbers of otherwise is there not this business of territory still or is it only the robins that you only get one of well if you have a big enough garden you may get two sometimes you might see in response to a really cold weather event like I remember when we had the bees from the east you did see some of this territorialism sometimes breaking down or perhaps becoming even stronger with the birds so hungry coming into the gardens so it's, it's actually because of service like this we can work out that kind of territorial behaviour so it's absolutely fascinating a few pitfalls people you know often would see on a form it's one of the benchmarks we use if you see someone put down like 12 robins or 20 robins this week in our in the garden you know that that's they've made a mistake because it's not a test or, or a survey of how many times you looked out the window it's a survey of how many birds you had present at one time mm. and that's why we do it at, at this one time thing so there's no duplicate counting and it really is effective you know it's a good way to do it we get lots of data but as I said it's a lot of fun and just to, to warn the listeners it becomes really addictive It can also be confusing though and I'll tell you why I say that because the tits are flocking at this time of year That's right and they're on the move around and, and, and uh, often what, what people think is they have the same same blue tit or maybe mm. two of them coming and going in their garden. In fact, it's often many different individuals coming, moving through your garden, moving on to the next parish, wherever it may be, all over the place. The human eye can't tell them apart. They look absolutely identical to us. So that's why we ask for that count, the, the maximum number you see at any one time. And then when you look back on that over the, over the years and over the decades, you then have a benchmark to compare. So it doesn't tell us necessarily how many birds are present. What it does is we can see population trends. Uh, are they going up? Are they going down? Are they moving, let's say, from Leinster to Connacht in response to cold weather? weather or something like that. Yeah, but what I want to ask you is why do the cold tits hang out with the blue tits this time of year and they don't during the breeding season? Well, during the breeding season they have their own territories and they have their own discrete sort of places where they would nest. The blue tits would be slightly dominant over the cold tits. The cold tits are a slightly smaller bird. The blue tits are a bit bossier. Uh, so when they're nesting, they're competing for nesting sites. They all nest within cavities. It could be a nest box in your garden or a hole in a tree or in a wall. And if you're a bigger, more dominant bird, you're going to get your pick of the nest sites. Mm. But the advantage the cold tit has, it can squeeze into the tinier gaps that the blue tit and especially the great tit can't quite get into. So that, that's when they're looking for food like caterpillars for their chicks during the summer. Then outside the breeding season, so this time Yeah, of but year, all the tits, you've got all in the great tits, the cold tits. Yeah. And, and then the blue tits all long tail and tits, it yeah. looks beautiful especially on a frosty morning or if there's been a fall of but snow and you just see these flittering around from branch to branch <laughs> and they should, be, should, be, should we start putting out food for them now or are yeah. they still going on the berries and stuff that's there or is now because the season is starting for this bird watch counting garden bird survey 
is now the time to put out your feeders. I, I would definitely recommend doing that now, yes. And one of the questions that's on the form as well is about do you put food out for the birds in your garden? If so, what kind of food? What size is your garden? Those kind of things. You don't have to put food in the garden to take part in the survey by any means, uh, but a lot of people do. Um, but then at least if we know if you put it out or not, then we can sort of extrapolate from that how many people are feeding birds in their gardens and so on. But, you know, we just were talking there about the, the cold spell that's about to come. That's when the birds really need help. So putting out food for them in your garden is a really good thing to do. You'll see those flocks of, of the tits particularly finches as well as the cold weather hits they move in bigger numbers into the garden out of desperation they're hungry and I tell you what I'm hearing a lot of lately what's that come on come on come on what am I hearing a lot of lately Robin singing no well I'm hearing that all the time I have a Robin <laughs> outside apparently. no 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 not voices in your head <laughs> <laughs> starlings oh yes you can yes, hear yes. them in the roosts you can. Without seeing them, it's actually a wonderful sound. And uh, that leads actually onto another survey that we're just kicking off at the moment too. We have the, the Irish Starling Murmuration Survey. We've just started that in the last couple of years and that's to keep track of those huge flocks of starlings that gather mm. together in the winter. The like big yes. wisps of smoke in the sky. Absolutely magnificent. I know we've, we've discussed them many times. Oh, we have. Before. Myself and Richard spent many's a night under the, the Albert Bridge in Belfast, oh, Richard. Yeah. Yes, the Albert Bridge is not called after Albert. It's a particular uh, Prince Albert, not the Prince Albert, I but it was a wonderful experience that was uh, inside in the city. It reminds me of what's really happening. We, half of the human population now, live in cities worldwide. The Homo sapiens ecology has changed radically. We're now almost, we're becoming a new species, uh, different from what our ancient ancestors living in caves and so forth, hunter-gatherers were like. And the birds are doing the same. They are cashing in on us. We're destroying the environment in many ways but the opportunistic birds are moving and the garden bird survey monitors that the birds have cottoned on that we can benefit them and the whole section some are doing it some are not and it's a very interesting revolution that is taking place in the bird community worldwide I was watching the magpies in the garden yesterday put up the feeders and the tits had been hopping in and out feeding and of course some of it fell down on the table underneath and along came the magpies to eat all the stuff that had fallen out and then one of them made a lash at the feeder now obviously the magpie couldn't get at it but it shook it over and back more stuff fell out and then it went down to the table to eat it again so they've worked out if they give the thing a belt the food will fall out so not that they can get it out of the feeder but they can knock it out onto the table and I didn't know whether to laugh or cry actually but they're very smart and that's why magpies and their fellow members of the crow family are so successful because they can really turn their their beaks to anything you know if one type of food disappears they can move on to a new one they can plan ahead they can see there's no point in me trying to hover at this feed or a perch on it I'm too big I'm too clumsy but if I give it a few belts it's going to fall down on the ground and I can feed on that and hats off to them for it I have to say you know I think sometimes we we humans tend to think that's nasty or sneaky um, goodness knows what the birds say about us because I think human behaviour can be a lot worse than that uh, and they're just doing what comes naturally of course the magpie doesn't care if your robins or your blue tits or your dunnocks or goldfinches they survive it's survival of the fittest and that's the way it works and that's why putting a variety of different foods into gardens makes such sense because each bird has its own particular niche its own kind of food it would exploit. So those uh, blue tits, cold tits, great tits, long-tailed tits, they love particularly peanuts. That's a great source of food for them. Never put those out loose. Put them into a wire mesh feeder. Um, but they also love suet, which is uh, fat, essentially. Uh, and that works very, very well for them, too. And then you'll find that your finches, they tend to favour the seeds. Other birds will go for those, too. But finches like goldfinches, greenfinches, chaffinches, uh, they love those as well. The survey's actually showing that some of those birds that used to be very common, like the greenfinch, they really have declined. They've gone down by 47% in, over the course of the last few years in the survey. 
survey, which is really telling. They've been hit by a disease pandemic and we wouldn't have known that if mm. it wasn't for the survey. Well, listen, if you wish to take part in the Garden Bird Survey and it starts today, but there's plenty of time. It runs for 13 weeks, as Niall has said, and it's a great activity, particularly over the Christmas period for the whole family. All you've got to do is visit our website, rte.ie forward slash Mooney and you'll find details of how you can participate there. Also, the Starling survey. I know they were having difficulties and problems around the Albert Bridge because of light pollution and the conservationists up there were doing something to try and address that because I brought people who were on holiday in Ireland to the Albert Bridge in Belfast just to see Belfast but also to see something different and it is a beautiful thing to do at around four o'clock on a winter's uh, afternoon. Just stand on that bridge and wait for the birds to come in. You see them coming from all directions and then they'll gather and they roost under the bridge and that's why they're there. Anyway, details on the website rte.ie forward slash money. Let's say hello to Eric Dempsey who's in South County Dublin counting Brent Geese. Eric. Hello Derek and hello team. Just listen to you talking about the, the Garden Bird Survey. Niall, I'm sure when it started 35 years ago you would never have imagined that great spotted woodpecker would be a regular feature of people's gardens. Um, I have two great spotted woodpeckers coming into our feeders at the moment, a male and a female. And uh, last summer, we had the male bringing in three juveniles. So I'm sure that is a big difference. I know you're saying, you know, green finches have gone down, but has there anything increased or anything else that's new coming into the garden bird surveys. I know I'm meant to be talking about Brent Geese, but I'm fascinated talking about great spotted woodpeckers at the yeah, moment. But before he answers that, you should say that you live in County Wicklow, Eric, and not in Dublin. I'm in County Wicklow, just, just I should say that. Yes, yes. You're right, Eric. It's seeing those changes for good or bad, it's, it's from you know an academic point of view, is absolutely fascinating. But as a bird watcher and a bird enthusiast, seeing winners like the great spotted woodpecker gradually colonising Ireland, it's, it's really been fascinating. So uh, through the Irish Garden Bird Survey, over the last 10 years or so, we've seen an increasing number of records of great spotted woodpeckers in County Wicklow and also in County Down, as it happens. Uh, but then what we're seeing now in the last five or, five or six years, we're seeing neighbouring counties where it's spreading. So they are quite, to quite a bit of Dublin now. We're seeing quite a lot, lot of reports from Carlow, particularly into Kilkenny. But now we're getting records from counties all over the country. And I predict this winter it'll be an even more interesting one. Uh, we're also seeing some other winners as well. So with the decline of the greenfinch, what the survey has shown is there's been an increase in another type of finch called the linnet coming into gardens and the theory is it's just a working theory at the moment but that the green finches would be more dominant than the linnets they sort of crowd them out keep them away from the gardens nature abhors a vacuum and when the green finches have been disappearing because of this disease that wasn't affecting them it seems that the linnets in some areas of Ireland at least have been able to exploit that and move into gardens very rapidly so when you plot these on a graph you see that the graphs almost match perfectly you see the green finch going down and the linnet increasing and we wouldn't know that without all the people taking part in the survey one thing I'm hoping we'll see because we haven't had this on the survey now for several years wax wings so I'm hoping we have a wax Wing winter this year. It looks good so far, but we'll have to see. These eruptive visitors we were speaking about in the programme there last week, uh, and uh, I'm really hoping that we might see a good few of those over the course of the 13 weeks of the survey too. And with these northern winds, we should start seeing red wings and field fairs as well coming into people's gardens because um, with those cold, bitter winds coming from the north, birds start arriving, moving west and, and landing into Ireland. So it's uh, it's an exciting an exciting project and it is fascinating that you can actually see real differences just by people observing what they're seeing in their garden. It's a, it's a truly valuable uh, survey, uh, Noel, no question. But of course, I'm, I'm in South County Dublin. Talk, I'm meant to be talking about Brent Keys, but I get into great but at woodpeckers I can't help myself Derek 